Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Well, today's part three of a series I've been doing called Love, Sex, Relationships and Telomeres. And I'd love you to go back and listen to part one and part two, where this is basically a continuation. It's what we have found from research is that when we are developing our relationships, growing our relationships, creating safe spaces for our relationship, including sex, uh, sexual intimacy, we are basically increasing our telomere length, which means that we are increasing our biological health, we're increasing our cellular health, which contributes to this increasing of our biological health. And one of the, 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 the study that kind of stimulated this discussion was one done by Dr. Lisa Apple and her colleagues. And it's one of her studies that went the most viral of all the papers that she's published. And that was the fact that a safe, consensual sexual relationships increases telomere length and contributes to increasing happiness. And there's been a lot of studies done around this as well. In the first and second part of this podcast, I gave you some tips that can help to ensure that you can develop these safe, supportive relationships, which can contribute not just not just sexual intimacy, but to have intimacy and supportive relationships between partners. And the research also shows is that long-term supportive relationships lead to increased levels of happiness, health, telomere length, etc. So therefore, the whole thing that I always talk about, how the mind, brain, body, influence is connected and how we are in our environment affects the mind-brain-body connection is pretty much born out in so many different areas and this is just another area the safer we are and more peaceful we feel in a relationship the more space we give ourselves in a relationship the healthier we we will feel biologically and we increase our biological age which means that we live longer healthier lives okay so that's great to know now, I mean, the reason why this is also so important is that relationships can be incredibly challenging. I mean, really, I've been in married for 35 years with my husband for 36 and a half years. We have four kids. We work together. We live together 24-7. We have our ups and downs. There's no denying that. And sometimes I, we really lose it with each other and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we make up quickly and other times we take a bit longer. But I certainly learn and apply all of this advice that I give you. I use it in my own relationship. And it has been incredibly helpful when I practice as a therapist as well. I don't practice anymore. These are This is coming from experience as a therapist. We all know that, and as a researcher, we all know it's easier to give someone else advice. So it, it sounds a lot like when I'm giving this advice that I've just got this totally, you know, like under control. Uh, that's not realistic. It sounds like that. It's always easier to give someone else advice. I want to tell you, this is coming from my own continual working at my marriage and it and it works. The more I apply these principles and the harder I work at applying them in my lives and building them into habits in my life, the better my marriage is becoming and my relationships so we get through issues quicker and so on. So I always tell my husband, let's grow telomeres, let's not shorten our telomeres or some stupid statement like that, you know. So it's 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 fun. I mean, even to the point where, you know, I'll say, hey, listen, we need more sex. We need to grow some telomeres here to make love, not war. Okay, so, I mean, I'm giving you some fun things to say, but why not? This is a real part of life and it's important we talk about this. Okay, so we know relationships are talent challenging. And let's just quickly talk for a moment about the pandemic, which has really forced us to, you know, live and work together. And that's, you know, why I started off before the pandemic, Mac and I have been living and working together. But a lot of couples weren't in that situation and had to learn how to live and work together. And there's been so much out there since the pandemic and during the pandemic of how this has impacted 
built some relationships up, broken some down, etc. But it's a challenge to find, you know, some kind of togetherness and space in the midst of work and life crossing over. And I mean, just a couple of days ago, Mac and I were having a discussion about how, hey, we need to plan some holidays this year where we don't talk any business. We need to have cutoff points where we don't talk business. And so the previous podcast, I talk about how rituals are so important in developing these kinds of intimate, supportive relationships that will lengthen your telomeres and and increase your longevity and quality of life. And that's really important to stick to. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about another thing that helps so much in lengthening telomeres, increasing deep, desirous intimacy and improving supportive, safe relationships. And that is compromise. So I've actually titled this another great way of turbo boosting your telomeres in turbulent times and that is compromise. <laughs> okay, so I like that heading. I like that's the name of another name of a book, isn't it? Another great way of turbo boosting your telomeres in turbulent times. There's so many T's there, it sounds fun. Okay, so what does compromise mean? Compromise means that you are being intentional And I'm talking about compromise in relationships and what creates this whole supportive nature, which is good for our biological and mental health. Being intentional means that you actually are making the decision consciously and deliberately to improve something in your relationships, in your relationship that is going to bring about a sense of peace and joy and happiness and healthy mental health, improved mental health and biological health. So intentionality is vital when it comes to compromise because compromise just by the nature of what the word implies is that you're not just going to let something gloss over. You're not just going to walk away from a situation and never talk to the person to try and resolve it. You know, you're not going to suppress your own needs just to keep the peace or demand your needs are met and the other person compromise it suppresses their needs just to keep the peace you're not about just keeping the peace you're not about walking away and giving the silent treatment you're not about throwing up your hands and walking out on the relationship compromise is looking at how can I make this relationship work how can I intentionally and deliberately in this particular instance in this relationship how can I compromise compromise around this in order to resolve this issue or move forward in a more positive way And remember all the time you are improving your biological health when you apply these principles that I'm talking about. And not when I talk about biological health, just a quick reminder, I'm talking about brain health as well. So mind, brain, body, health, biological health in brain and body, mind driving it. Have you ever battled to shut your mind off at night when you want to sleep and then you kind of put your head on the pillow and your mind just goes crazy and all these thoughts are pumping up through your mind and your brain? I know that's happened to me and I have found that I have a new secret. And let me tell you what the secret is. In addition to mind management, I have been trying out Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. It's great for sleep and for promoting calmness and relaxation. What I found out is that the brains behind Magnesium Breakthrough have taken it to the next level with a product specifically designed for sleep. It's called Sleep Breakthrough and it's been a total game changer for me. Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious pre-bed drink that combines the power of magnesium with other natural ingredients like valerian root to help us fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer and wake up feeling refreshed. Since I started using Sleep Breakthrough, I've been waking up feeling well-rested, energized, and ready to tackle the day ahead. I highly recommend giving Sleep Breakthrough a try. Visit sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and order now. 
In addition to the discount you get by using the promo code DrLeaf10, there are always amazing gifts with the purchase. That's also why I love shopping at BioOptimizers. So go now to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash DrLeaf to get your sleep breakthrough and find out this month's gift with the purchase. The link and details will be in the show notes. Okay, so being intentional is about bringing a commitment. Okay, you're committing focus and attention to something that's important to you. So when you're intentional about compromise, you are deliberately and intentionally bringing a commitment and focus and attention to something that's important to you. So that's implicit in the definition of what compromise is. Intentionality, commitment, focus, and bringing attention to something that's important. Okay, so what's really important when it comes to compromise as well is that it needs to be equally done for both partners in the relationship. So if one partner is constantly compromising and the other isn't, that's an imbalanced relationship. It's not going to contribute to a sense of peace. And the research shows that that is not the kind of long-term relationship that brings a sense of support. Because if you are constantly the one compromising, you can, I mean, that may be, I may be speaking to you right now. If that's been the case, you're going to feel incredibly frustrated. And you're going to be suppressing, you're going to be stepping into people-pleasing, and maybe even elements of fear around that, because we shouldn't be trying to just keep the peace. We mustn't be scared of confrontation, of disagreement. We must agree to disagree. It's just putting rules in place to do that. But sometimes it's easier because it's uncomfortable, just ignore it, but it's not. It's not good to just keep giving up yourself, because eventually... One day that will explode. And that's where you hear of people that are in relationships for years. And it seems like they, oh, well, they're just so easy. And then they get up and they walk out and the other partner doesn't understand why. And so there's an extreme reaction to years and years of suppressing and always being the one compromising. Obviously, this is not the only reason that would happen, but that is one of, I'm talking specifically about compromising today and how to do compromise, how to compromise properly. And if we don't compromise, you know, what can happen? So it has to be equal. Two people, 50%. There has to be compromise on both sides. So if you are the one constantly compromising, that's not healthy. If your partner's the one constantly compromising, that can make the person who is the one getting their, you know, who's, who's sort of benefiting from that, it increases manipulation. And as soon as we feel manipulated, we don't feel safe. I know sometimes I've even said things like, I will not compromise. Um, let me rephrase it. I will not compromise just to keep the peace. And my husband says the same thing to me. He's not going to compromise just to keep the peace. And sometimes, as I keep saying, it is easy to compromise because it keeps the peace, but that's not the solution because that thing is going to come back and bite you somewhere in your relationship, somewhere in your functionality, etc. Okay, so what I recommend is because of the huge toll that the constant compromising on the an unbalanced compromise has on the the partner who is the one doing most of the compromising and it's really toxic you, you need to sort that out so there's a huge toll mentally and physically i can tell you now telomeres are not lengthening if you're constantly compromising but it's also very toxic and also shortening telomeres for the person who seems to be winning the compromise because they're always getting there what they want met but that's actually toxic because we're not designed to manipulate other people or to be in control of other people it's always about deep meaningful connection and relationships so both of those are creating toxicity and decreasing telomeres and will affect sexuality and the and the, the beauty of intimacy 
and the, all the elements, not just the physical act, but all the elements that go around sexual intimacy. So I would recommend if you feel that this is an issue, that you do a neurocycle. And you can get my neurocycle app. We'll put the link in the in the show notes if you haven't already got it. But it's basically going to help you work through sequentially in a way that your mind works to get in touch with your wisdom and drive the changes that are needed in your brain and your body in the right direction. So it's mind-directed neuroplasticity. So it's the se- sequence of the neurocycle is a system within which you can get your thinking under control and organized so that you tune into wisdom to handle the situation. And these five steps, as those of you that listen to me, you know about the five steps by now, and the five steps that basically walk you through this process. So in the, in the case of trying to, the, the neurocycle to look to, in order to work on, this first step of is it balanced? You're going to do a neurocycle with the two of you together, maybe on your own first, depending on where you're at in your relationship. You might want to do it on your own first and then do it together, each on your own, and then you can bring it together and you can share. But essentially, you need to work on what compromise looks like in your relationship. So does it look like 50% equal? That's great. Does it look like a 40 40, 60, 30, 70, 20, 80, what is the what is it looking like? And not just and once you once you estimate what that percentage is, what does that translate into specifically? So examples of that. So if you feel that you are compromising 80% of the time, then as you work through the neurocycle, you would say, I'm compromising 80% of the time. This is making me feel so the emotional warning signals. This is making my behaviors towards what I'm. What am I, what am I saying and doing? How is this compromise taking its toll and playing out in my behaviors, playing out on my emotions, playing out in my body? How am I feeling this in my body? And how is it affecting my perspective towards my relationship and vice versa? So whatever that is, so you can do a neurocycle to work that out. So you know, do it on your own first or do it together, whichever way works for you. Then... When it comes to compromise, there has to be the second point, is there has to be equal effort for both partners to try to understand, okay, the each other and the reason they want something a certain way. So there has to be equal effort. Both of you have to try, both myself and my husband, you and your partner, whoever that is, you both have to put in equal effort to try and understand each other and the reason you want something a certain way or they want something a certain way. So if one partner says, I really need it like this, then the other partner needs to put in the effort to understand that. And the partner who wants it that way needs to put in the effort to help the, their partner understand why they need that and vice versa. It works both ways. So there is an effortful attempt to understand what the other person is saying. So it's not just, this is how I need it. This is what I want. There is an effort on your behalf to explain, I need this because of this. This is how it makes me feel. This is what how it impacts my behaviors and so on. And you explain calmly and gently and kindly so the other person can and can understand what you're saying. And the person listening is doing everything in their power to really listen deeply. And once you hear each other and you validate, ah, I validate that. I see what you need. I see how this could be important for you. You explain to me it comes from here, whatever. Let's let's now work towards what that compromise will look like in your relationship. So it's that effortful understanding. And then it's really important if that's happened with one partner saying, I need this and you've done this effortful listening, that you swap it around and say, okay, is there a need that you have, the other partner, so that each of you get that turn to talk about what you need. That may not happen in the same conversation. 
but you know the next conversation if possible they may you know that you that you that it's equal it's not just always talking about what you need or the what the one partner needs remember that's the first point about being balanced in the compromise really take time to listen to each other's needs and once do a neurocycle to see what the effort to compromise looks like in the relationship so this is a really really interesting neurocycle to do where you would do it on your own or together, I think this one is really on your own initially and then very important that you do all of these. If you do on your own, all of these neurocycles, do them t- together as well. You want to see what does the effort to compromise look like in the relationship? In other words, is there an effort? You may think you're putting in an effort to compromise, but if you listen to your partner, you see, oh gosh, am I really listening? Did I make an effort to see their point of view or was I always demanding mine? You know, did I really hear that this is something that my partner wants to do. You know, I'll give you a simple example. Mac has wanted to go on a cruise since we've, since I've known him. And I've got this paranoia, probably from watching Titanic too many times, but I have a paranoia about getting on, doing a cruise and getting, being on the ocean in the middle of nowhere. And, and this is something that he really, really wants to do. So he came with a compromise and he told me that this, he did all this. He did all these little steps that I'm telling you. And he's compromised. Well, what about a cruise that is you actually stopping at a lot of ports? So you're not actually out for longer than a few hours at a time. And you're literally close to the, you can see land. And I thought, okay, well, that's something I could potentially do. If you can bring me something that looks like that and it is a, you know, that really nice and not too many people because that makes me feel claustrophobic, whatever. I mean, I was coming with my, so I heard his need. I made the effort to understand because it's really important to him. And I made, he made the effort to listen to my need. And we've work, we're working, we haven't solved it yet, but we're working towards a compromise on that particular aspect because we're trying to spend more fun times making, um, having more fun times together and doing more fun things. Because when you work together 24-7, as I said, you actually have to work hard at taking time out to have fun. I'm sure there's a lot of you who can relate to that. So that's just a silly example, but it gives you an example. Then, third point about compromise. Compromise should never be a sacrifice of core values. Okay, really important. If you're sacrificing your core values just to keep someone else happy, that's not going to be sustainable. Who you are as a person and the values that you hold strongly to, those when you're in a truly supportive, loving relationship that grows telomeres, you are valuing each other's core values. And that means you need to be able to verbalize your core values and you need to be able to explain your core values to your partner and your partner needs to do the same and you need to be able to listen to each other's core values. So here I'd recommend that each of you does a neurocycle on working out what your core values are. In this relationship, your core values, what you really believe in as a human, your basic core values and what you believe a relationship should look like. And you may or may not have done this exercise, but if you haven't, doesn't matter how many years you've been married, it's really worth revisiting this from time to time because we change and grow. So our core values basically stay the same, but we get more experience as we go through the years and we do all the things that we do. And that just expands on how those core values play out. We tend to understand our own core values better over time, but that mustn't be just assumed that the other partner just understands that it's important that we take the time to say, okay, these are the basic core values, but this is how I've changed. It's still my same value, but I believe it in this way and it's playing out in this way in my life. And that way you can avoid a lot of stressful disagreements that can shorten your telomeres because now you're explaining yourself to each other and that leads to another level of compromise. And in, in terms of, oh, okay, you've changed 
and your core value is the same, but it's changed in this way. It's expanded. I understand better. So now if I discuss this in this way, it's not that we're having a disagreement, just that you've changed slightly and I understand better. That's a great compromise. And that's a very healthy compromise. Okay, so compromising puts things into perspective. And a great way of compromising and getting things into perspective is through empathy, which is really what compromise is doing. It's drawing on your empathy, which is your ability to see someone else's perspective. It's your ability to do that listening thing I spoke about. So the value of compromise comes in in that it does help you develop and draw on your natural empathy and grow it. And it's really easy when you love someone because you want the best for them. But when you get through all the I'm not being heard and I'm angry and I'm irritated and I'm triggering each other with loud voices or whatever it is that triggers you in your relationship, when you get beyond that, you get back to the core value once again that you love each other and therefore you want the best for each other. And so deliberately compromising or working out your compromises in various different things is going to draw on your empathy and grow your empathy. And as empathy is is unmasked. It also goes hand in hand with unmasking your resilience, which then makes you much more tuned to getting through hard things in life together. And that's that whole support thing. So you'll be more supportive. So compromise draws on empathy and un, draws on empathy and unmasks it and unmasks resilience, and therefore draws us towards a better and deeper and more supportive relationship. When someone's being empathic with me when my husband's being empathic with me and really tuning in and seeing my perspective I feel so great and then it's so easy for me to to do the same for him and so if an argument or potential disagreement which is going to be toxic can be dissipated you see all these things that I'm telling you aren't going to avoid the acute stresses that will happen because life happens we know that I don't even have to say because it's Acute stresses are part and parcel of our life. So are chronic stresses. But what I'm telling you to, to helping you to do here, which I practice in my own life, so I'm not just, I'm really practicing what I'm saying. These are going to help manage the acute stresses, which in the moment do shorten telomeres. But if we have a way of managing them, this mind management through these things that I've been talking about in the last three podcasts and everything I teach about, when you mind manage them, the acute stresses don't transition into chronic toxic stress. They become, they basically, the shortened telomeres in the acute stress moment restore. The, the changes in our body, like inflammation, immune changes, immune system changes, cardiovascular changes in that acute moment, don't stay there. It's the things that stay there. Our body can take, you know, short periods of toxic stress. It's when we stay in that toxic stress. So I'm trying to help you make sure that you recognize an acute stressor, you deal with that acute stressor, and you get that out of the potential transition into toxic chronic stress rather into back into normal stress. So these are the kinds of things that can help you. And compromise is a great, this way of compromising is a great way of doing that. So sometimes compromise looks like taking neither option or blending the option. So really think about that. The compromise that you make may not look like what you initially proposed or what your partner initially proposed, and it may, may look like a blending or something completely new. So is it that, op- or do we take your compromise? Do we take my compromise? Do we blend the two or do we create something completely new? So be open to the possibilities of what the compromise may look like. A compromise doesn't necessarily mean 
I have to 50% of the time given to you, you 50% of the time given to me. It's more one of finding something that you're going to be comfortable doing. And whether that is comfortably taking the other person's perspective or the, whatever it is that you're dealing with that you need to compromise on or a blending or a completely new way of doing it. And now when we compromise, it leads to that wonderful sense of peace and contentment, which is really good for your telomeres and your immune health, and this, which is really contentment comes from a long-term relationship. When people are asked about long-term relationship and what it means, contentment is one of the things that really comes up. And so compromise can lead to contentment when both partners actively try respecting each other and are open to flexibility. So along with compromise comes an attitude of flexibility. I love you so much that I'm going to listen to you. I'm not just going to keep shoving mine down your throat, my, my perspective down your throat, but I'm really going to be flexible. I'm going to do that blending thing or trying your way or starting a whole new way. And flexibility is really healthy. It is part of that contentment thing. So I'm going to read this last sentence back to you again. In summary, compromise can lead to contentment when both partners actively try respecting each other and are open to flexibility. If you approach relationships with rigidity, it may stagnate the relationship and actually lead to more unhappiness. We just cannot be rigid. Compromise is all about flexibility and not rigidity. Healthy biological age and healthy mental health and supportive relationships are all about contentment that comes from flexibility and compromise is one of those elements. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the series and if you want more like this, let me know and thanks so much and I'll see you again soon. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.